You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. What the fuck is up, guys? I had other plans for the episode today, but my computer hates me, so we're going to have to revisit that at another time. So for today, you guys are stuck with just me, unfortunately. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. I I didn't want to do this to you guys, but... I'm I'm here. So, you know what? We're we're going to get through this together. You guys want to know why I think we'll be okay? Why you guys will be okay with just listening to me today? It's because I have confidence in the fact that I will be sharing with you guys today what it means to be confident. Okay? What a what a what a way to loop it all together. I want to talk about confidence because I feel like In today's world, people take confidence as people being full of themselves and being overconfident, and I I don't like it. I feel like I don't understand how people expect one another to feel good about themselves and be confident in themselves, but then the second that they start to demonstrate the fact that they are confident, it becomes a bad thing. So let's get into it. I just scared the absolute shit out of myself because I thought there was an animal or something in the same room as me, but it was just the wire that I unplugged from the wall that was like slowly like scraping itself down the wall because I had to plug my laptop in. I had to get a new charger yesterday because Miss uh, Darcy had a buffet on it and it was working for like a hot second. And when I was waiting for the video that we took the other day to finish downloading, I got like the little icon that like your battery's running low and I tried to like plug it in and it wasn't working. It worked for like a hot second and then it like, I left and I came back and it was like, your battery is critically low. (laughs) And I was like, I know. But um, yeah, so 60 bucks later, I got a new charger and um, now I'm hearing things and, um, but I'm fine. Everything's fine. I want to talk about confidence because it's something that, you know, I've touched upon here that I'm trying to do different things to help myself and take care of myself and whatever else. And all of that really kind of comes full circle when it comes to why and the leading cause is for me to help with establishing my own self-confidence again. I can't sit here and say I am confident in myself. Um... I'm confident that I'm a good person. I feel like I've done a lot of work on myself and I've done a lot of, you know, having a lot of realizations and like that kind of stuff that I feel confident about my stance and things that have happened and how I handle things and who I am as a person. But I don't have confidence in myself physically in the way that I look. I find myself scrolling on Instagram and, you know, especially with what I'm doing now and everything and like wanted to take new pictures for like the the cover of this podcast and like whatever else and I literally like find myself looking at these other people that have it and saying to myself oh yeah when, when I get my confidence I can't wait to take pictures like that too and it's it's sad um but it's not something that 
anybody else can help you with necessarily. It's just like when you say, oh, I don't look good in this. And somebody's like, oh my God, yes, you do. Like you look so fucking fire in this and that. Like somebody can say it to you all they want. And I don't want to sit here and say it doesn't help, but there is a, there is a point where it becomes invalidating to the person's feelings. And it's the same thing when it comes to somebody telling you, well, just be confident in yourself. Trusting yourself and being confident in yourself are two different things. So I'm working on building self-confidence and I want to talk to you guys about how it is that I am working on that, how you guys can work on it and what the difference between being, you know, confident in a healthy way versus being overconfident leads to and looks like. So overall, building your self-confidence comes from how willing you are to leave your comfort zone. Meaning, you know, I look at it as when I was a stylist and I was talking to people about, you know, what kind of stuff do you like to wear? What do you think looks best on you? And whatever else. And, you know, I had a rule that I got 90% of what they were looking for and 10% what I thought that they should try and what I thought they would look good in. And ultimately it led to them being able to see themselves in a different light and it did increase their confidence in themselves. You get so used to dressing a certain way or covering yourself up for some people and for me right now and it's one of those things that it sounds like such a big deal when somebody says leave your comfort zone but your comfort zone could just be how you you know how you cover yourself. It could be it could be clothing. So a lot of times when I was working with people that I can tell they had some type of like, you know, self-esteem issues or they weren't super comfortable in their body or it was a it was a gender issue and they didn't know exactly how they wanted to dress and all that kind of stuff. My biggest thing that I helped to improve somebody's self-confidence was to show them that they can try different things and like it and see themselves in a different way and appreciate that. So leaving your comfort zone can be something as simple as leaving your comfort clothing. It could be dressing a different way, leaving, you know, leaving that oversized sweatshirt and and trying a just a loose fitting T-shirt or long sleeve instead. Um, it's little things. It doesn't have to be, you know, going from dressing completely oversized to then only wearing crop tops and skinny jeans. It doesn't work like that. And not for nothing, it's probably going to make you revert back into your shell 10 times harder if you take a jump that's too big and that you're not exactly ready for. This willingness to leave your comfort zone is the most opportunity for you to kind of have that growth and for you to adapt to something that could possibly be better for you or adapting to a mindset that may be more beneficial for you. Being able to be more open to experiencing different things and the emotional discomfort that may come with that is where a lot of change will happen and hopefully a lot of positive change. And I say hopefully because again, it's all about that timing of what you're ready for and what that step or those tiny steps are going to be. That's why, you know, a big piece of what I talk about on here and my tagline as far as, you know, making conversations more typical to have and whatever else, it all comes from those uncomfortable conversations. But I feel like, and I strongly believe in the fact that these tougher conversations with each other and with ourselves are ultimately going to be what what makes the biggest change and the most positive impact, or at least brings to light the fact that these are issues and they need to be spoken about. And it may be uncomfortable, but 
the best changes come from things that start off being uncomfortable, in my opinion. So leading off of that is the whole idea of experiencing something like emotional discomfort. Now, when it comes to talking about confidence and self-confidence, a lot of it is the work that gets done in the uncomfortable areas, like what I mentioned, emotional discomfort. So emotional discomfort is something like, I don't know, I'm sure everybody kind of knows the person who, when somebody starts crying, they're just like, uh, uh, like they don't know how to act and they don't necessarily, I don't say they don't necessarily help, but they don't know how to help and they feel more uncomfortable because of the fact that somebody's crying and they don't want to say the wrong thing. And that is an example of emotional discomfort. And that whole idea requires a type of an awareness of our own emotions and how you can build a tolerance around them. Meaning, how do you work on stopping, suppressing stuff like emotional pain and realize that you can build a resistance to it? So for me, when it comes to emotional discomfort, I always think of the example as far as how and I make a joke of it and I still make a joke of it, how I have no feelings. Um, I say this because through some of the things that have happened in my life, I got really good at kind of flipping a switch and becoming somebody who was super like stone cold and claimed to not feel anything and didn't express my emotions. And um, it was a defense mechanism for me because I feel fully when I do feel things and I am upset about something or whatever and I hate crying. I don't know who really loves crying, but I hate crying. And for me, it was easier to say like, I have no feelings because that kind of led me to the mindset that like, you know, I am this tough, I'm this strong and whatever else type of person. But in all honesty, not being able to show your emotions doesn't make you strong. It's it's a tougher thing if you're somebody who can be aware of your emotions and build that tolerance. Like I mentioned, that to me is, is toughness. That's mental toughness and that's emotional toughness. So being able to come to terms with something like emotional discomfort is basically allowing yourself to feel the feelings that you feel and to cry and to be upset and to, you know, let it out how you have to let it out and be able to come back from that and going forward, learn how you can better react to situations in the sense of how can you be using your emotions in the best way possible. Meaning, okay, if you get pissed off and you go and punch a wall or you go beat somebody up or you curse somebody out, yes, it's great that you're feeling your emotions and you're not sitting there like, I feel nothing and, you know, not reacting because obviously if you're upset, you should be upset if you feel that there's a reason why you are feeling those feelings, you should 100%, you're 100% validated in that, but you could be pissed and you can go punch somebody in the face or you can, which I feel like this sounds so stupid, you can fight somebody or you can have a conversation, but that's the reality of the situation. Yes, in the first, I don't know, first couple of minutes of processing that emotion, everything you're dealing with, when you act out like that, you're not processing the emotion, you're acting on the emotion. So being able to be more aware of your own emotions and build up the ability to tolerate them and work through them in a way that is progressive and helpful to you is another way for you to be able to build your self-confidence. In 
really simply put terms, when it comes to building your confidence, you want to be able to embrace more positivity in your life. And again, it sounds so cliche. And I feel like when I lay things out, like topics like this, it all just sounds so cliche. And it sounds like, oh, I'm I'm Haley, just, you know, (laughs) spew positivity and you'll be confident and everything will be great and you're fucking shit rainbows. But it's, it's one of those things that if you have the mindset that there's no need to be confident in a world where everything is negative, you're only going to be negative. If you look for the positives in your life and the positives within yourself and how to positively handle emotions, even if those emotions aren't necessarily positive, that will ultimately result in better self-confidence in yourself. And I'm not saying self-confidence in the fact that you feel like you can go walk out in a bikini regardless of where you are. That's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about emotional confidence right now. And then we'll get to how that can escalate into something like your physical confidence or just the way that you're seen and your confidence towards other people. But overall, if you learn to embrace positivity in your life and try to look for more positivity and highlight your own strengths and successes and all that kind of stuff, it's ultimately going to help you in any aspect that you want to discuss when it comes to finding that confidence. A lot of times I see on you know social media or wherever else or even probably just honestly most of it is when I talk to like just other people and you know somebody comes up in the conversation and it gets brought up about how like oh my god they're so full of themselves and I've turned into somebody who I'm trying to look at a situation like that and kind of look at it from the sense of okay are they being full of themselves or are they just confident I don't know if part of it comes from people wish that they were like that other person. So it's easier for them to say, oh, they're so full of themselves. Then I wish I could be confident like them. I'm sure that's part of it. But the whole idea of being overly confident leads to excessive and unnecessary risks in your relationships and even for yourself in some situations. And it makes you somebody who very easily dismisses the opinions and thoughts and stuff of other people, which I'm not saying go about your life the way people tell you to, but sometimes there's going to be things in your life that you may not notice that it's good to have somebody else tell you about. Or if you're in a type of relationship with somebody and they don't like the way that you act or this or that or say something or whatever it may be towards them, or how you handle a situation. If you're overly confident, you're never going to see a flaw with the way that you approach a situation. And honestly, that's just not a good way to live. You can't go about every situation assuming that you're right and because you're confident thinking that there's no way you can do anything wrong because that will not get you anywhere in life. And being confident is a great thing, but being overly confident is basically just your way of ignoring your own weaknesses, in all honesty. The same way that I would say, I have no feelings. Like, I wouldn't say that as like a, I have no feelings, feel bad for me. It was, I have no feelings. Like, you wish you could be like me. Like, I feel nothing. Nothing affects me. And all that did was let me repress and repress and repress these feelings and emotions that ultimately then when they came out, it came out like a fucking avalanche. Because, you know, I I was so good at feeling nothing. (laughs) Meanwhile... My version of feeling nothing was taking out of myself, taking it out on myself internally or on others when they didn't deserve it. The flip side of that is being 
not confident in yourself, which if you're not confident, you avoid taking risks. You allow other people's opinions to 100% control you and decide what it is that you're going to do with your life. And you perceive any weaknesses that you may have as a person as, you know, you're being defeated by them or that you'll never be good enough. And all those negative thoughts kind of take hold when you only focus on your weaknesses. For me, my weakness is my ability to talk through the things that I'm feeling. I feel like I went through a good portion of my life where it was best for me to not say anything. So I got good at not saying anything and just, you know, pretending it just didn't happen and it wasn't affecting me the way it was, whatever else. Then it went to, oh, well, I feel nothing. Nothing bothers me. I'm fucking stone cold. I'm strong. I'm, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm fine. Regardless, I'm fine. Like, don't worry about it. Then it's, I can't do anything right I let people walk all over me. I don't believe in myself because one thing went wrong or a couple things went wrong and that means I'm not good enough. And all I worry about is all that goes wrong and all that I can't do. So when I sit here and say I'm confident in the person that I am, it's because I learned through situations that I went through that it wasn't always me. That the way people treat me is not a reflection of who I am. It's a reflection of them and how they decide to treat people. And that's why I'm at the point where I'm at with my confidence. Because I've went through the journey of being too confident. And full of myself, in a sense. Now, being full of yourself doesn't always relate to the way that you look. And I went through being not confident in myself in any aspect. So now I'm just chilling in the middle. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this because everything that we see on social media, I'm sure we sit there and think, oh, I couldn't do that because I don't don't have confidence like them. I I can't get on tiktok and make all these fucking videos of myself doing voiceovers and whatever on no I, I can never do that i wish i could do that but i can't do that which you can <laughs> you're just as capable as everybody else but it's not a bad thing if people have more confidence in that type of a situation than you but it's a problem and it's a bad thing when you get so caught up in it's because I'm not good enough or I'm not as good as them. Your weaknesses lie in places where others don't and your strengths lie in places where other people don't. And that's totally fine. But being at a good place mentally and with your own self-confidence is realizing that you can still be confident even when you're aware of those strengths and weaknesses. I need me a sip of this iced coffee because I'm doing a lot more fucking talking than I thought I was going to be doing today. And if you can't tell, it's taking a toll on my throat because I'm so, I'm so fragile, eh? Let me tell you, glass cups and glass straws just hit differently. Um, now that I'm done preaching to the choir, actually, I'm not done preaching to the choir. Um, you know, I'm going to go on and on about how I've done this, I've changed this, I was this, now I'm this. I want to talk to you guys about if you relate to any of this or even, again, not like you need to be in the exact same situation as me, but some things that you hear 
me say, you can kind of be like, okay, yeah, or she gets it, that kind of stuff. I want to talk to you guys about how I have been better about working on my self-confidence. Again, working is the key word. I am confident in myself in some aspects of my life and depending on the day. Believe it or not, confidence can fluctuate. It doesn't need to be a constant thing. And just because it's not a constant thing doesn't mean you're in a horrible place or that you have none at all. Some days are just going to be harder than others and that confidence is going to be harder to obtain and see for yourself some days than it is others. And that is totally fine. Totally fine. I started to reflect a lot more. I started to try to be somebody who puts themselves in both one of my shoes and one of the other person's shoes. I will say for a little while, I think I did that too much in the sense that I was more concerned about the other person's shoe for a little while, more than I was about myself. And then again, it turned into, why is it me? Why does it happen to me? Blah, 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 blah. But I feel like I'm at a good point now where I know how to stand up for myself in situations while also being able to be courteous and aware of somebody else's feelings or why they may be reacting in a situation. Like, if somebody comes and randomly takes something out on me, and I, and I wonder why all of a sudden when that person's never been like that before, my first thought goes to, oh God, it must, they must have had a you know, shitty day. Not, you know, I deserved that. That's, you know, and that, for me, that's growth. It's not so much of, you know, I'm so used to people talking to me that way. So I'm not surprised. It's, it was more so, okay, there must be a reason because I know that we've been fine before that or, you know, nothing else has happened before now. I don't get, you know, it was less about and it's becoming less about why is it me and what's going on with that person that they're taking it out on me? Again, you can't look at every single situation like that because then you fall back into the whole being overly confident and thinking that it's never you. It's a balance. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's the most easy thing in the world because not for nothing, if you guys knew it was easy, you also probably wouldn't have clicked on this podcast episode. So we're, we're all just here to learn. <laughs> uh, I'm still learning and I'm sure you guys are too, and there's nothing wrong with that. So self-assessments have been something beneficial for me in reflecting on how I've grown and new skills and stuff that I've learned, how I've handled situations now versus how I used to, all that kind of stuff. I feel like a lot of people get so caught up in when things are going wrong. Like, I think I saw something about this the other day, and it was um, something about a therapist, and I'm going to start using this because I think it's super beneficial. It was a, um, I really don't remember. I like remember snippets of my life and then they all just like fade away. But it was something about, I'm going to make up the premise, but it was, I think like a group therapy session. And this one person was talking about, you know, this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong. And the therapist basically stopped them and was like, what's one thing that you did good this week? What's one thing you're proud of yourself for this week? And it was one of those things that like we get so caught up in everything that goes wrong that we don't pay attention to the little victories that happen in between. And it was one of those things I was watching the video and I kind of was like, shit. <laughs> I think I used this on one of my friends the other day, actually. And. Or I said, I know I sent it to her. I sent it to her. I got to find it. Um, but it's It's true. We get so caught up in the negative mindsets and the negative things. And again, not to diminish the fact that bad things happen, but 
it's one of those things where you can have five things in a row happen. You may think there's no positives, but at the end of the day, can you sit back and say that you're happy with the way that you handled something? That you're proud of yourself for being able to move forward regardless of it happening? Is there one tiny, tiny, tiny little sliver within every bad thing that's happened to you in that period of time that you can sit back and say, you know, I am proud of myself for how I handled it. One positive thing you can take away from the situation. It might be hard, but I'm sure all of us can. Again, I think about stuff like my relationship before the one that I was in, and it was a it was a situation where there was there was cheating for the, the whole duration of the relationship, pretty much. But I denied it because I couldn't get proof. And it was, you know, why me? Blah blah blah. Then it was the constant being told and threatened with the fact that if I was to end the relationship that they would end their life. Them showing up all over the place and me feeling guilty if, God forbid, they drove anymore because of how screwed up and messed up they were from what they had done. And then that almost ultimately killing me in my car. Then it was going to court. Then it was losing the court case. It it was one of those things where it was like back to back to back to back. What is one fucking positive thing I can find in this situation? But when I was done, when it was finally over happening and I, and I finally felt that weight lifted off my shoulders, I sat back and I was like, you know what? I'm proud that regardless of what a person can do to me, granted, should I have included other people? Yes, that's a whole nother issue. But I'm proud that I'm a type of person that regardless of whoever says to me, I will end my life or are in such a bad place that they would even say that to somebody, I, I'm, I'm proud that I can be somebody who will never let somebody like that just be left alone. With everything that had gone on, I'm, I, at the end of the day, I, I knew I was too good for the situation. But I also knew that I had such a good heart that I never wanted anybody to be alone feeling the way that that person did, regardless of what they did to me. And it's something that when I was going through it, there was no positives to be found. But now that I'm out of it and I realize what I learned from it and how I grew from what happened, I've been able to find a lot of things in myself that I'm like, all right, girl, you're you're not as bad off as you thought you were. Yeah, these shitty things might have happened to you, but you are, you're a good person. I stopped thinking so negatively about myself and what made it that it was okay for that to happen to me and why somebody would treat me like that and why these things would happen to me. I must be fucking dirt beneath their feet. I must be a shitty person, a shitty girlfriend. But then I got to a point that I was like, I never left that person. Regardless of what happened, regardless of what they put me through, I never left that person. And good on me for never wanting to leave somebody, regardless of how bad they're hurting me. Good on me for never wanting to leave somebody who is doing so horribly with their mental health. I never wanted to leave that person alone. Even if it was killing me, I did not want to see anything happen to that person because I knew what it was like to feel like I had nobody else and to feel like that too. Granted, they probably use it because they knew it was a sore spot. Absolutely. Did I know it? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I can sit back and look at the situation and know that I'm proud of the way that I handled it. 
not being able to see the good pieces that came from bad situations makes us so blurred to how we grow when bad situations come up. And I think it's that situation, well, not that situation, the after of that situation, that started me on the path of realizing that I know at the end of the day, I'm a good person. I may have some days that are better than others. I may have moments where I'm a asshole, but I can apologize for that. I can tell people when now's not a good time to talk to me because I may regret what I say. I know my emotions. I know when they're good or they're bad or something good's going to come up of it or if I need to not talk or if I need to talk about it. I'm, I'm working on that and I've done a lot of work and I'm confident in the fact that I am, I'm growing and I've grown and I can see that growth. So in order to be able to reach a point where you can say I'm confident or I'm working on being confident You have to train your mind to stop not trusting your reasons for why you do things, your abilities, and the motivation behind what you do and why you do it. You have to stop looking for approval from other people. You have to abandon the need and the want and the desire for constant external validation when I was going through everything that happened, I had a lot of people that, you know, put in their inputs and this and this. And I, you know, I thought you were done. I thought you were this and blah, blah. And at the end of the day, it didn't matter what anybody else thought. It didn't matter in the sense that nobody was going to make me change my mind because I am who I am and I feel the way I feel. But when I was going through it, it was one of those things where I was like, nobody knows him like me. Nobody knows us like me. Like, I was completely oblivious to what it was doing to me because I was so caught up in having that person want me and me being good enough for that person because I didn't have the confidence to realize that I'm just as good of a person without them and them showing me that I was important wasn't what I needed. I needed to show myself that I was important to myself. So overall, your confidence is your own, how you show your confidence is your own, and I think it's pretty easy to tell when you're at a good point with your confidence that it isn't too little or it's not too much. I can't sit here and tell you not to be too confident. And not for nothing, it's going to show differently on everybody. For me, when I feel confident, you can tell by the Instagram pictures that I post and how I'd be posting up and what my makeup looks like and whatever else, but... I'll tell you, those are very slim moments. That's like after I get my hair done or something and that's pretty much it. And then it's up and I don't feel like that for a while until I get my hair done again. It's oversized clothing. It's, you know, and the road to confidence, I think is something that you're going to go through your entire life, but it doesn't mean you never will be confident. It just means that you will never be 100% confident And it's never going to reach 100%. Because 100% would mean that every single day you are confident in yourself without a blip. But ebbs and flows are part of life. And I think the biggest piece, 
as far as being confident and why I'm okay with where I'm at and I'm okay with the process that I'm going through in order to get to where I want to be is because at the end of the day, the biggest piece of it all is that I'm confident with who I am as a person. And I hope that if you're listening to this and you aren't, that you can use some of the things that I shared with you in this episode to kind of work towards how you can be and how you can work on becoming more confident in yourself because everybody deserves to be confident in themselves and there's nothing wrong with being confident in yourself. This whole negative connotation we have about being confident means being stuck up and whatever else, that's not what it is. That's created by the people who are not secure enough in themselves and have to take down other people for being the way that they wish that they were. So, again, if you guys ever need any type of advice, again, until I get that license in my hand, I can only offer you advice, but be proud of yourself and celebrate those little victories because ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, those little victories may seem super, super little, but just like how negative things collect and explode, positive things can, can can collect and explode too. And it'll ultimately help you to work towards the ongoing process of becoming confident with yourself and ultimately being happy with who you are and your life. So be kind to each other. And I'll talk to you guys in the next one.